it went like Hello and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about daily action versus batching. today. <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm great too. I'm going to report that we had tornado watch in effect last night. And seriously? Yeah. And now it's beautiful and sunny and the birds are singing. So it started out very rainy wow. today, but it's lovely now. Spring and huh. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know you had a tornado watch. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not unusual enough for you to know about it it wouldn't have made the news <laughs> <laughs> unless you're monitoring my unless, weather which would be really nice if you were i do sometimes actually <laughs> i mean i do have a st louis um you know if i scroll through my things i yeah. have you know all the people that i care about are in there yep i've got but, portland you know, like on mine <laughs> their towns their cities <laughs> yeah. like to know what's going on in their weather yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you didn't have an actual tornado. Thanks. Me too. Have uh, you lived yeah. through a tornado? Yeah. I mean, well, um, yes. I mean, I've gone to the basement on more than one occasion because the sky was green and the tornado sirens are going off. Is that what you mean? No, I mean like an actual tornado. Has hitting. a tornado hit my house? Is that true? <laughs> well, I think I would know that. <laughs> yeah. But like, has a tornado hit? St. Louis. Say. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Seriously? Uh huh. Oh, that's in terrifying. fact. I was at the library uh, yesterday, and a guy got a call from his wife, who told him that, that there was a tornado warning going on in their area. There, she lived in Illinois, and he was like, "Okay, go to the basement." And there, there was this other guy there from Germany who's like, "Do you need to go home?" And the guy said, no, no, she'll go to the basement. He looked horrified. And I said, I piped up. I said, you don't go toward the tornado. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was baffled by the whole thing. But, um. <laughs> I think all of us who do not live in a, in a city where there are regular tornado warnings are a little baffled by the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I sort of get it, but wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sobering when you drive by a and it's a place that's been hit by a tornado. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously you can imagine. There was one turn of the 20th century, one hit the na- our neighborhood. Um, so, and somebody's oh house was destroyed, but their carriage house remained. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Huh. Little off Well, topic, I'm glad though. you didn't have one. Thank you. Yeah, and too. I'm glad that the birds are singing now. Thank you. Me too. Presumably, there's not a tornado coming if the birds are singing. Oh, you'd think. Or is that a little Disney-ish of me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know there, I, there's probably not one coming since the sky is blue. Right. All right, Did I you apologize. Say it gets green? Yeah, it gets I'm, green. I'm like, 
Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, a greenish gray kind of a. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a very huh. distinct color. Yeah. 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 Gosh, I can't believe you haven't experienced that. You have to come here in, when do we get During tornado yeah, season? During, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the, my, the window during which I will visit St. Louis is narrowing further. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think the good news is that usually tornadoes, I think, are in the summer when you wouldn't come here anyway. Okay. You'd think I'd know, Phew. but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you just you just operate under the understanding that if the tornado sirens go off, you go to the basement. Yes, although I know many people who do not go to the basement. And I tell them they are idiots. Yeah. Well, your basement is really quite nice now. Yeah, but when it wasn't nice, we still went down there. I know. And we dragged the animals with us when they were like, we're not allowed in the basement. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) All right. Well. That's enough of that. I apologize for that. That, No, I'm the one that like totally took us off the rails there (laughs) because I'm fascinated by the whole thing. Um. Yeah, so what are we talking about today? All right, daily oh, yeah. action versus batching. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? I mean, like, what do we mean by that? Well, um, certain things, if you take care of them every day, they never build up, and it can be beneficial. Life can be easier. And other things um, do, or it's more beneficial to let them build up and do them at once. So I think we're talking about those kinds of things and then there's the things that you let pile up that where it's not necessarily beneficial (laughs) the accidental batching right right i'm a big fan of daily action in in general for you know we we've talked about daily habits before um for things like oh you know for me it's like cleaning the bathroom sink every day so that it never gets gross Mm -hmm. in the toilet and stuff and then or you know the dishwasher uh, which d- running the dishwasher every day for me is huge. And I right. think you do the same thing, right? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, But it's not that easy. I mean, those are habits that are easy for me. But in, sometimes it's not easy to get myself to do things every day, even if I know it, I think it would be beneficial. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Just because they're unpleasant, or yeah, like the thing that pops to mind is QuickBooks once again. Well, well, it's it's odd. I think to myself, I think that my ideal is that I would just enter into QuickBooks any business-related financial transactions of the day. But in fact, that's probably not the most efficient use of time. And if I batch them until doing it once a week, um, that would be. I think amazing instead of Mm -hmm. what I do, which is batch them into doing them every six months or something. (laughs) And then it's horrible. Yeah, that's not batching. (laughs) That's procrastinating. (laughs) That's a that's letting a backlog build. Right. And the way I get through that backlog typically is to do take daily action. I'm off. I'm off it again because I was traveling. But right. maybe, I, but just by talking to you about it today, I'll get back on to like 15 yeah. minutes a day of getting. Well, but I'm sort of wondering. I mean, there is this ideal of you know doing it every day or batching once a week or you know whatever. But is how you're doing it actually a problem for you? Um, it, well, that's an excellent question, and the answer is yes. Um, oh, okay. Because it's it's <laughs> one reason why I had to file an extension on my taxes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, if it weren't a problem, um, but it's a problem. There's for that reason also the it does weigh on me, and I can't mm-hmm. you know I can't run a profit and loss statement um, that's accurate <laughs> at any given right. time. I, I keep my deposits pretty up to date. I know my revenue, but um, not my expenses. And yeah. you know I could go on and on. There's all sorts. There's other reasons it's not good to be on. You know there could be a credit card right. charge I discover months later that I should have disputed. You know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I love YNAB mm-hmm. is, yeah. and I have it all set up to. Um, it's all linked to the account, so it, everything gets downloaded electronically, mm-hmm. and then it's really easy to review. And I and I do review that pretty much on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, which before YNAB I never did. Right. Um, but that's a way that I found to to make it. I I actually enjoy it. It's like I, that's that's great. And and I do wine. I do wine. Right? Yeah. I, I thanks to you. I also do YNAB. You need a budget, and we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and I do that daily as well. I enjoy it as well. Uh, which just it's just different from entering the stuff in right. books. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but your question of is it a problem for you is such a good one because I say I say that to clients all the time. Um, you know when they when they say I should be doing something, I say well is it a problem that you're not doing it and sometimes it isn't, and then they can just proceed and be happy instead of proceed and be miserable. Right, and I think that's such a such a great thing to to ask yourself. It, you know if you're feeling the weight of something, you know, is this really a problem? Is the weight because I feel like I should be doing it differently or is that because I, um, it really is causing problems for me? Mm-hmm. It's always um, a good question to ask. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Especially whenever I hear the word should, uh, I try to avoid it. And, and we're talking about myself and, and or with other people. But when I hear clients or friends say, I should do this, I try to, I dig a little deeper and say, really, you know, let's let's leave should out of this. Do you want to do this, yeah. or do you need to do this? Um, I hate that word. Yeah, I get that. But the, you know, it's funny that you brought up cleaning the bathroom because that's one of those things where it is much easier uh, if I do a little bit every day and just sort of keep up with it and then it's never a big deal and it's never gets noticeably dirty, mm-hmm. but it's not as satisfying as like when, you know, like when the tub does get a little dirty and then you scrub it and it's all sparkling white. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have different ways we like to get satisfied. I think because I, I I mean I have some we have a house cleaner who cleans the tub I hope and uh, <laughs> I, I I just do the surfaces of the sink and stuff and that yeah. was just fine with me but I hear what you're saying I mean it does feel yeah. good to I love you know when a client has a, a cluttered home and we know we can make order in it it is so satisfying right um, yeah and uh. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I think it, it brings up a good point that it, it would probably be worth my finding 
other ways to get satisfaction than <laughs> allowing my tub to get dirty enough that I notice when it's clean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like if I think about a kitchen or my kitchen, um, we because we run the dishwasher every day and uh, because we have a place for everything, because we renovated our kitchen three years ago. In fact, demo started three years ago, yes, tomorrow. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really easy to keep the counters clear. Um, just today when I was putting something in the dishwasher, I was thinking, I was like, wow, look at this. This is a, a kitchen with clear counters and it, there's no <laughs> effort involved. And I know from past experience what a drag it is to walk into a kitchen that's full of dirty dishes or stuff that just isn't put away because there's nowhere to put it. And right. um, it just weighs on you. Uh, yeah. So for me, something like a kitchen, it's nice to have daily action to stay on top of things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm thinking about other stuff too, like email. That's a great mm-hmm. one where daily action makes such a huge difference. Right. Because if it's just one day's worth of email, it's handleable often. <laughs> uh-huh. I said that. I said that without stuttering. I like that word. (laughs) Handleable. Handleable. I don't think I made it up. Maybe I did. Um, I don't know. Or or clearing off your desk at night, right? I used to talk about that all the time because I used to do it all the time and now I'm not as good at it. But um, putting away, first step, have a place for everything so you can put it away easily and quickly. Second step, before you stop working for the day put that stuff away and then if you only have one day's worth of stuff on your desk it's really easy to do it takes seconds and right. then you walk it to, into your office and you have this clean desk and it's for me anyway really boosts my productivity yep it makes a huge difference for me too and i and there's one key there um which is having a place to put everything right you know and and I think that's where perfectionism can get in the way if you uh, haven't figured out where everything goes then it's hard to put it away and then it stacks up and that you know and it creates this awful cycle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you're, you're concerned I guess that the, the place you choose to store something is the best place to store it Right. Right. Yeah. That's where the pressure comes in. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that with filing, too. Like, it's Mm -hmm. easy to file if you know um, where the papers go. It's hard to file if you aren't sure what to do with them. Right. Yeah. Um, But the other thing that makes it easy to file, I'll just toss in there, is having easily accessible files and, and that aren't right. just crammed too full um yes yeah uh yeah i think you're you're absolutely right about that and i think it explains why so many of my clients are perfectionists because they get to the point where they're so worried about doing it right <clears throat> that they don't do it and then things build up and they just mm-hmm. want to bring in an expert who can tell them how to do it or explain to them why there's no perfect way to do it Right. Well, and they may not know that that's what they are after. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they may think that they're going to, you know, get the right way. They're going to learn the right way to do it when um, really what they're going to learn is that there is no right way. There's just the way that works, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Or we just figure out, yeah, what 
what would feel like the right way for them, right? And call yeah. it the right way <laughs> for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, having this place for everything. And of course, that, for my clients anyway, that frequently means letting go of excess uh, because most, many people have a hard time storing everything they have. And in fact, that's my definition of clutter is having more items than you can comfortably store. So often, um, the I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I, I say. Know. Yeah, I think I got that's that. Actually, weird. I didn't identify. I didn't make it up. I got that from my friend Abby Garvey, who is uh, uh-huh. an organizer in Illinois, or was an organizer in Illinois. And um, yeah, that's so. That means if you have a giant house with great storage, you know, you can go be clutter free and have twice as much stuff as somebody who has a small house. Right. Uh, but that's just such a simple, understandable definition. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Um, so, right, if you've got the, the, if you can't clear off your desk because you don't know where to put it, it might be indecision or it might be perfectionism, but it might also just be you have more stuff than you can comfortably store. So, you need to take a look at um, letting go of some stuff. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a good way to, to approach it is, um, identifying to begin with you know which of those is your issue and going from there right yeah yeah and then and the other thing I was thinking about is that that I don't think that there necessarily is um that day you know taking daily action or batching is inherently better um that one of those is better than the other. It just depends on the situation and work, what works best for you. Oh, I agree. Yeah, there's certain things that it makes perfect sense to let pile up so you can batch them. Like, well, like my universal example, laundry. I mean, <laughs> if you don't have a load's worth of laundry every day, it doesn't make sense to do laundry every day. Right. Um, or if you, I mean, for me, I do it once a week. Uh, and yeah. I do th- typically three loads, but I don't have kids. Um, some people I know, some clients I know, do la- several loads of laundry every day because that's what they need to do if, if they're gonna f- clothe their family. Although I f- still don't can't quite get my mind around that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the it, but thinking about it and then and and then choosing which way you want to approach it is really useful yes right making it you know just be mindful about it is helpful yeah in most things right um right. in this case yeah because i think people could beat themselves up over letting things accumulate in order to batch them if they didn't realize they were doing it to benefit themselves i mean they may right. somehow on some level know they're doing it to benefit themselves and that's why they're doing it but if they put a should on there, like I should, um, what would be an example of something people might think they should do every day that actually is better to do? Well, I'm thinking of filing, like I should file, you know, the stuff when it comes in, like I should just file these bills when, you know, after I open the mail, like every day, but I don't want to file every day. I want to file once a week or once every two weeks or something. Or paying bills is right. another example. I mean, most people don't pay bills when they arrive. They let them, they batch them. So right. you sit down and you do it. 
um, all at once. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but you should be filing your bills every day, Shannon. I should? <laughs> I was kidding. I just said <laughs> You panicked me for a minute. <laughs> I just told you I don't say should to people. <laughs> I know. It was terrifying for a second. I was like, where did Janine go? Who is this mean person? <laughs> Telling me what I should do. Uh, um, after I said I didn't want to do it. Um, I know. <laughs> Uh, but I will say that I'm going to give you a should I don't usually use the word should in this but I do tell people if you don't do anything else to to help you with your mail throw out your junk mail and the stuff you don't need or want before you know right away immediately go through your mail at least enough to throw out your junk mail so you know oh yeah absolutely do that yeah Um, and then you can batch opening the rest of the mail if that's what you want yeah yeah um that's that's usually what i end up doing is um throwing out the junk mail or recycling the junk mail immediately mm-hmm. and then um i may i don't i don't this would be something that i could use a little bit more s- system systemization systemization mm-hmm. is yeah. that the right word i think so yeah <laughs> systematization (laughs) um and uh because i don't i don't do it on a regular schedule i mean i don't i never feel like i'm forgetting anything but i i feel like it would be useful to you know maybe do it once a week or something like that or you know i don't know but because it does sort of pile up and then and then it's a little onerous to get through but i would rather um batch than not batch with mail and paying bills i assume you have a designated place where you put the mail i do yeah so that helps a little some people don't and then it gets to be cluttery and they lose track of it Um, yeah right but no yeah there's there's no should about it but the other thing you can do of course is try to reduce the unwanted mail just uh, you know, by using an app like Paper Karma to to get rid of catalogs. I, I must have bought something recently. Uh, some I bought something that's causing catalogs to come in my life again. Where they they oh didn't. Oh my goodness! I got three yesterday, so I Oof. fired up Paper Karma and um, through the app took a picture of the offending labels, and they'll remove me from those lists. Oh, um, I don't know Paper Karma. Uh, yeah, it's an app. It's great. It really works. Oh, that's good to know because I get my mom's mail mm-hmm. at my home address now. Oh, nice. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, she's on every list. Oh my God. I got, don't my know mom how. got so much, so many catalogs and stuff. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've been, you know, slowly trying to, to get those numbers down, but um, having something like that would be fantastic. Yeah, so. it costs $1.99 a month or $20 a year. For a subscription, mm-hmm. well worth it in my opinion, and it's it's I I just had to re up, so I just went through this yesterday because I used to have a free version and they stopped making it, letting it be free, so I had to download it again, and all I had to do was enter my address. I did it on my phone and it auto filled everything, super easy, uh-huh. and then uh, a, a credit card, and so then your address is in there, and um, it's as simple as just taking a picture of it, oh, and then that's it stops great. coming. Yeah, but um, so doing that or trying to get off of 
charitable solicitations, which is harder, I think, um, for charities that you don't want to give to, uh, is a way to reduce the effort with the mail. Because it's really right. good to throw away the mail as soon as you get it. But if you didn't have to do it at all, it'd be even better. Yeah. Well, and if anyone has an idea of how to tell charities that you do donate to, but you don't want all the mailings from, I would yeah. love to know how to get yeah. off of those lists. I mean, I know that like they're they're working on the on the idea that if someone has already given, they're more likely to give. But I would like to give you the gift of not sending me all of that stuff. Right. You don't want they, you don't want them spending their money on it to annoy right. you. Basically. I'm not going to give you anymore. Right. I know. That's to yeah. If that's what we do, annual giving, and then we just throw the rest of the solicitations away in the recycling bin, and yeah, that's a waste of money. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a um, listener has an idea because I don't right yeah. now. Yeah, maybe someone listens or works for nonprofits that um, could give us some insight on how to manage that. Because I feel like that would save nonprofits a lot of money if they would stop sending me this stuff that I'm not going to respond to. Right. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> but there's so there's a lot of different ways that that you can use this in your life. Like I'm thinking like pretty much everything is you can choose to do daily action or batching. And I think that that's the key is to is to make that choice. Right. Errands. That's a, is another example of great things to batch. Yes. Right. Don't run all over town all day if you can help it. Yeah. And then, of course, use right turn technology. Right. right. Expl- <laughs> I know what you mean, but go ahead and explain that. <laughs> Um, I think it was UPS yes. who did a big study, and um, their drivers are essentially not allowed to turn left. Right. That they save gas and time by only turning right. It's amazing. Um, because, yeah, so you can turn, you because generally speaking, you can turn right more quickly than you can turn left. Mm-hmm. And so they organize their routes so that they're turning right the whole time. I've got to start looking to see if I ever see a, a UPS truck turn left. Yeah. And then wag, um, my, wag my finger at them if I do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love that. <laughs> I, UPS drivers always give me a big wave because, you know, I'm walking the big white poodle so they recognize me. So, oh, right. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't alienate them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant while you were driving around in your um, car. Oh, that's hilarious. I was like, why would they recognize you and your like, wave at you in your car? <laughs> no, when I'm walking Vix. I don't oh. really notice them. I, I, I guess I notice UPS drivers when I'm walking Vix because I'm hoping they're bringing me something. <laughs> but because uh, they're in my neighborhood. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Um, so are there other areas you can think of that where um, it might be a problem to to either take daily action or batch or, you know, like, I'm wondering um, how people might be struggling with this. Well, it's, I want, it seems to me like 
different personality types are going to handle that differently. So there are people, for example, I'm thinking about blogging. There are people who, or podcasting, actually, let's use podcasting as an example. I just heard, uh, I was listening to a podcast, and the guy said that he and his co-host, oh, I forget how many episodes they do in one sitting. It was astounding, like um, two months worth of weekly no it was more than that it was just a huge number they just spent like eight hours straight two days in a row recording a ton of podcasts episodes oh my god yeah and i thought well that's intense and that's an interesting way to do it whereas you and i typically do one a week which is one of the reasons we chose to do a podcast so so that we could talk to each other every week so it makes sense (laughs) for us i wouldn't want to batch our podcasts that would that would not be enjoyable to me but it obviously works for this high achiever guy who was doing the podcast yeah and i've heard about people who do that with um blogging which is where i think you started where they'll do like a a content retreat or something and they'll spend a certain amount of time writing like six months or a year's worth of content for their blog right which is not how i blog and i blog no Frequently, I, bl- I blog about twice a, or four times a week, twice on each on two blogs, and I only ever write one blog post at a time, unless <laughs> unless I'm taking a long vacation or something, which I don't do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, but I think that's temperament, right? Those people who want right. to crank out their content and, and be done with it, are, they have a different relationship with their blog. I potentially, maybe, maybe they are spending the rest of their time interacting with their blog readers, unlike me who's spending my time writing my blog posts (laughs) and hoping nobody comments so I don't have to respond, which I'm kidding. I do want people to comment, and I love responding to them. Uh, I really was just kidding about that. But um, certainly people who blog professionally, which is not me, um, I mean, the people who make their living blogging probably are the ones who know just how to batch it and, you know, batch their social media around it and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, that's a, it's interesting. Um, but I think the real key is, like you said before, being purposeful about it mm-hmm. and um, making a decision, you know, choosing a particular way to handle it, sort of thinking through what the issue is. And, and this would be useful if there's something that you're having a difficult time keeping up with. Um, to think about, you know, how it might be more useful. I'm thinking about a client who is um, uh, uh, dealing with her paying bills and can't seem to get into a rhythm of it. And we talked about actually spending 15 minutes a day, which isn't the most efficient thing, but it creates the habit and gets rid of the backlog so that then it's easier to keep up with. And then, you know, once that sort of gets established and everything gets under control, then you can go to maybe weekly or biweekly batching. Mm-hmm. And did the client go for it? Yes. And did it work out? Um, it's oh, still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's headed in the right direction. And it's, it, you know, a lot of times the things that that um, uh, become troublesome like this are overwhelming because 
um, you know, for whatever reason, they've become overwhelming. And then getting started in those little steps that we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. can be really useful, um, even though it may be not the most efficient thing to do over time. Right. Yeah, as you say, being you mindful. Know, on an ongoing basis. Right. And this every situation is different. It reminds right. me, do you know Fly Lady? Yes. Yeah, so flylady.net, she gives advice to people about decluttering and maintaining order and stuff. And she's all about the timer. And she, her thing was, or is probably still, I haven't been to her site in a long time. But she used to say, you can do anything for 15 minutes. And right. I always remembered that because, you know, if the task is onerous if I set a timer for 15 minutes and I just do it and I will repeat that to myself you can do this you can do anything for 15 minutes so if it's something like bill pain or entering data into QuickBooks that you don't enjoy uh, but 15 minutes you can do it and then you'll get it yep. you get the backlog done eventually yep yeah yeah oh and that makes me think of another thing is if you have a backlog um, you know, whether it was purposeful or inadvertent, and you're not getting through it, um, how to handle that. And I think one of the things that people run into a lot is they want to, they want to get, and I'm doing big finger quotes, caught up, um, so that they can then do things the way they think they should be doing them. Right. And that's a problem, because then you're always trying to catch up and the new stuff that's coming in whether it's email or bills or mail or whatever um is getting added immediately to the backlog right you're just building the backlog right 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 so i think in those situations it's um perhaps most useful to figure out the system for handling the new stuff that's coming in and then separately addressing the backlog I agree 100%. And, you know, not try not to get wrapped up in this new system being perfect. Uh, right. And then but create something that you can then integrate your backlog into. And um, I know Mark Forster, again, Mark Forster, the time mm-hmm. management guy, he talks about declaring a backlog. And, and like mm-hmm. literally I have a box around here somewhere that says backlog. And I, I used to put the papers once I've declared the backlog, I put them in there um, and then it had a lid on it. And then for 10 minutes a day or 15, I would pull papers out of that backlog and process them, deal with them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to do that anymore because I don't deal with as much paper. But um, I think it's a great system. And it's what I talk to people about with, um, with genealogy organizing as well. When people are talking about going paperless and putting a system into place, um, for handling incoming documents digitally, uh, either by scanning them or downloading them. Sometimes they think, I've got to get through my backlog of all these papers that I've accumulated over my years of doing genealogy work and scan them before I can get started with the new stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, declare a backlog and then just chip away at it. But go paperless today for your for your future stuff. All right. Yeah. That's so freeing. Yes. Like yeah. it's so funny how it really feels like you need to, you know, do everything else before you can do the new stuff that way. Yeah. Yep. It really is and, freeing. Yeah. Cuz it's like a weight has been taken off your back. Cuz the backlog, it's it's actually kind of like debt. I mean, the you if you 
stop, if you're trying to pay off debt and you stop adding to the debt, then you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um, oh, if you that's st- a good analogy. Yeah, and same with the, the backlog of papers or whatever else. Don't add to it. Then you can see it. You can dig yourself out of it. Right. So, yeah, so get the the incoming stuff sorted and then chip away at the backlog. Um, yes, by sorted you mean... I mean, uh, figure out how you're going to handle it and handle and, it. And handle it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't add to the backlog. And then Although you can it do- c- could literally mean sorting it. But right. <laughs> that isn't what I meant. Right. <laughs> and actually, that's sort of a combination of daily action and batching, right? Because if, yeah. depending on what we're talking about, but if, if, if something's coming in daily that you're now processing in your new way, that's daily action. So you're right. staying on top of it. And then if you've declared a backlog and you're going to process the other stuff, the old stuff in batches, 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day or whatever, um, then you're, yeah, you're combining those two things. I like that. Right. Well, and I also think it's useful to treat them as two separate things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think it would be easy to think of, you know, all the paper is all the paper and I have to deal with all of that as opposed to this is how I'm dealing with stuff from this point on as it comes in. And this is how I'm dealing with this other thing, which also happens to be paper, but it's, you know, the pile of paper from before I started doing things this way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth saying that sometimes a backlog doesn't even have to be processed. Like I'm thinking about, I have a, <laughs> I keep my dog's veterinary records even after they've died, you know, because yeah. why wouldn't I? No, because uh, <laughs> I think it's because Kramer, my first dog, was such a sick dog and I kept such copious records that they actually, I refer to them sometimes in, when other people have sick dogs. But in any case, uh, with Kirby, who who is my dog who has most recently passed away, I just hung on to everything and never filed it. I just stuck it in a uh-huh. box. I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm never going to put those papers in a binder, and I, I could probably just shred them. But if I don't shred them, they're fine right there, not right. filed. They're not. They're together. They're not bothering anything. Um, yeah. And so I don't feel guilt about never having put them in the nice binder that Pip, uh, Scout, and Kramer are have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay that Kirby never got a binder. Yeah, he had plenty of paper, but yeah, it is. He didn't yeah. mind. No, right. but the, but it's really useful to recognize that it's not like it's a stack of paper that's in your way. Mm-hmm. It's it's sorted. It's in a box. It's accessible should you ever need it, and it's out of the way. Right. Yep. It's not. So it's, you it know, doesn't have to. It be. Does, you don't need to do it any any more than that. Right. Well, though the fact does remain that if I feel I'm going to access it so seldom that I don't need to organize it in any way, perhaps I should just let it go. And I might do that. But I'm keeping Kramer's man. It's beautifully organized. (laughs) (laughs) I think I let go of Booker's uh, move or two ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. See, I haven't moved. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And and for people who don't know, Booker and Kramer are the dogs that brought Janine and I together. That's right. They never met each other, but they would have been friends if they 
had. Yeah. If they lived anywhere near each other, but they had the same That's disease. True. So they, we got to know <laughs> each Shannon. We, we were, I'm very grateful to Kramer for introducing me to you, Shannon. Yes. I always feel that gratitude for Booker. He brought some of the best people into my life. Yeah, he was a good boy. Yeah. It just seems like the main thing to keep in mind with this is being purposeful about it mm-hmm. and not, you know, just sort of letting things happen and then, you know, feeling dissatisfied by that. Mm-hmm. And letting go of should and beating yourself up over should if you're being mindful about how you're doing stuff. Right. And to um, know why it's important that you're doing what you're doing. You know, that, like you said, with you're, you have Kramers for a couple of different reasons. You have Kirby's because you just happen to have still have Kirby's. Um, but it doesn't need to be organized any better because you're unlikely to refer to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but if you needed to, you could. Right. Um, and so there's no sense in putting more work into that organization structure. Right. And I did. I just remembered that I did refer to it when we got Bix because we were trying to decide whether or not it would be it would make financial sense to get insurance on Bix health insurance. And oh, uh-huh. so I was looking through um, what we spent on Kirby's vet bills, and we decided to get insurance for Bix, and we're glad we did. Oh, that's yeah. smart. So if you, anybody out there has a new dog or cat, Nationwide has great insurance. It's called Whole Pet with Wellness. It covers everything except pre-existing conditions, and it pays 90% of the vet bills. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you pay a premium. We pay like $80 a month premium. Right. But it's paid for itself easily with Bix, even though Bix is pretty healthy. I feel like he's healthy, but uh, he hasn't had anything catastrophic. But it really is nice to take the money out of the equation when you're thinking about treatment for veterinary stuff. But that's neither here nor there. But it was really handy that I had Kirby's um, records where I could look and see if how much we spent. Yeah, that is that is nice to um, be able to make that decision based on um, actual information, right? As opposed to, I mean, you know, if you didn't have that information, you'd make your best guess. But right, and, it's yeah. got to feel good to to know that. Yeah, it's great. All right, all right. Anything else? Yeah, I feel like we've beaten this pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have. (laughs) But our listeners may have something to add. If you do, then please leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Or head over to our website at gettingtogoodenough.com. Or you can leave a comment on the show notes. Or you can click through to our social media profiles and... and, uh, discuss this with us there um for now thank you for listening this is shannon wilkinson in portland oregon and janine adams in st louis missouri and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you we did have more to say about that than i expected That's not surprising, is it?
<laughs> I guess I shouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> right. 